Okay. There we go. So this is the Technocola podcast episode two successful second week of actually getting up on time and we're going to try YouTube. So we'll see how this goes. We're, we're one man down, actually two. We were supposed to have a second person on this week um, or a fourth, fourth person on this week. Um, one threw out his back and one forgot dinner. So <laughs> what are you, what are you going to do? Um, we still have Goro here though. So Goro, go ahead. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> I didn't forget dinner. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't forget dinner. Dinner's, dinner's too important. So In any important. case, um, for this week, I, I, uh, I made a, a special little opener intro to the topics of the week. So let's see, let's see if you guys like this. But in any case, here we go. Technicola podcast episode two. This week, we discuss the darker side of things. Government shooting lasers from the sky, pebble and financial trouble, YouTube invading Twitch's borders, and finally, large white rods sticking out of the ground, gyrating vigorously. <laughs> on an unrelated note, porn on the Oculus Rift. Calm down and take a shower if you need to. This is the Technicola podcast episode two, titled, Let's Keep It Classy, Guys. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get on into this. Um, first topic that I have down today, if I can get to it, is Death Rays from Above. Um, it's an Ars Technica article titled DARPA Laser Research Boosts Airborne Death Rays, Tiny Laser Scanners. You want to start on this? I don't know if you read into this guy too much. Uh, I read through it. I thought it was, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely on its way, like, from a while ago. I think for a long time people have been like, oh, why don't you just build a laser like they did in Star Wars and stick it on a plane <laughs> and take care of every single problem we have, right? Every single problem just by, by mounting, what was it, like, lithium, lithium ion batteries to, to ships and planes. So, you know, um, eventually Tesla's going to have to start making fighter jets, and then they put the big batteries on it. Um, see, it is, here's, go ahead. You there? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was waiting for you to say something. Um, no, so, okay, so first of all, Google Hangouts has lags, that, that probably is going to have to factor into all this, but, um, I was kind of disappointed because the the article brought up the use of putting these things on drones, but unfortunately, because drones are apparently our favorite topic on this podcast, they were unsuccessful. Well, it's not so much that they're unsuccessful. I mean, I'm pretty sure someone out there could build a drone. I think one of the bigger aircraft companies, I think maybe Lockheed, they've got this unmanned helicopter that they've been developing. I think it's been through a couple successful um, trials recently. You could strap a laser to that, right? I mean, it wouldn't really be a problem, but um, I I think the problem becomes that when you have something like that, suddenly it's not so 
how would you say discreet like the whole purpose you know of having like a quadrotor quadcopter octocopter something it's like something a soldier could carry in a backpack and you know release and give on field intel and, and and suddenly you have a giant death copter i mean you know well, well, even with those, like they're still they're still loud and they still make a lot of noise, right? So it's not like it's not like that's true. Perfectly quiet. Um, well, it's not it's not that they're perfectly quiet, but I mean, you know, you have a tiny little thing like you know on on Amazon and stuff. You see drones that are like the size of your palm, and then you see drones that are the size of like you know a pickup bed, you know, from a pickup truck. And it's yeah, like yeah. somewhere in there, I bet somebody's designed something that's quieter of a decent size and can give you on-field intel. And, you know, give it like a decade. They'll probably have laser drones. You know, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. So I guess I, I didn't notice notice this before, but all the all the technologies that comes out of or that the government uses military wise, at least they're. They're originally from private companies. They're not necessarily like military, like born and bred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I think which is which is scary. I mean, I don't know. Not not well, that I have any more trust in the government building lasers. It's bombers, not. But. It's not that. It's not like Amazon is is developing. <laughs> you know, a death satellite. I think, right. I hope, you know, but in the old days, yeah, I think like, you know, around the first two world wars and, um, you know, you know, earlier generations of wars, you know, before our time, I guess it was, um, it was easier to build stuff yourself just because, you know, technology was relatively new. You wanted to keep stuff under wraps and what better way to keep things, you know, quiet and discreet than by building it in, in your own house. So, you know, right. the Navy, the Army, Air Force, they're all developing stuff. And then, you know, technology starts rapidly expanding and exploding with new ideas, new technologies, etc. And suddenly it becomes a question of cost. So yep. you're not like, yep. you're not saying, oh, I know I can build this, but I just don't want to. It's saying, I know this is doable, who is going to do it for me with the least cost to me? At least yeah. in my mind, that's kind of what's happening, which is why all these companies are developing crazy, scary shit. For sure. And I mean, like the only reason I found out about this, and you can call it me being oblivious or naive or whatever, was there was, I forget what company it was, but a recruiting person from a military, not a military, but like a, like a private um, weapons company came to OSU and was in the computer programming building just like looking for looking for people that wanted to intern there and it was weird as hell because they had like like models of just rockets next to this like little booth and I was just like holy crap that's I don't that's have anything cool. it. I mean yeah yeah like do what you do what you gotta do but it was it was kind of eye-opening like wow like it's it's just another business right I mean, that's, I know you hear it a lot, kind of cliche saying, but it seems like a lot of time, you know, that's, that's what a war is. It's like, 
it, it's business. You know, you have something to take care of. Somebody else has something to take care of. Yeah. It really end up yeah. ends up being who has the most money to take care of their end of business. Quoting Tony Stark, who has the big, bigger <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I was reading through this article and just like the amount of power that that these beams are going to be able to create and 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 pinpoint is ridiculous. A 75 yes. kilowatt laser module creates a beam of 150 to 300 kilowatt tactical laser weapon. Wow. It's well, I mean, in, in that end, it's not so much like like you know you think like a doomsday laser, like one big old laser. But yeah. what's interesting is they've started combining multiple little ones. Well, quote unquote little ones. You know, they're not right. They're not little, but they're smaller than the end goal, which is interesting. Sure. I kind of want to know how they do that, but I think they'd shoot me if I asked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is kind of freaky. I mean, it's almost... Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it's almost reminiscent of all that Star Wars stuff that you would read about in history books from uh, the Reagan era. That's what... That's Reagan? What, actually, I was going to ask you. Well, yeah. Um... But no, specifically, um, Star Wars Death Star. Are we, are we, are we starting the the march towards it? No, that's just that's a silly <laughs> thing to build. You could build like you never know. Instead of a death, it, technically it's a death moon. Let's be honest, it's a moon. It's, it's not a death a star. moon. It's a death moon. Not, not quite that but big. But why would you build? It's like saying, should I build one very very big tank? With just one cannon that can fly in space, or should I build like I don't know a billion fighter jets? Like, what's the point That's of true. blowing up a planet? You blew up something you could have had, especially especially with with that dumb movie catastrophic flaw in the system. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I hope nobody will but, find out we have one hole that you could exploit. I know. Oh, no, they found geez. out. Like, what are the, what are the odds? <laughs> oh, jeez. But that's always funny. Just, yeah. And it happens in every movie, too. There's always, like, one thing where they're like, oh, we just found out about the one weakness that makes everything really easy. Well, that's how you keep a movie going, right? True. That's very true. That's very true. Um... But other than other than laser specific weapons, I'm thinking Titanfall type, just just military like privatized. Mil- I mean, you play Titanfall, right? Yeah. So man, so I know what you're talking about military. The, the reason I bring this up, you're getting a you're getting a exclusive view right now. I just put this up. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that's actually it's really neat. Super. Yeah. It was, I got it on, on launch day last year and I had it rolled up in my closet and I thought, why not? Let's, let's pull it out. But, you know, I really case. hate myself for this, but I used, I used to play Xbox 360 a lot and then I kind of stopped having, no, no, that's not what I'm sad about. That's, that's the intro to the story. That's not okay. the end. No, but I used to play it all a lot, right? Because, mm-hmm. I didn't have a desktop or a gaming computer or anything like that. And my brother bought me Titanfall. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't opened it. 
because he bought me it right when I right when I switched over to PC gaming. So like my Xbox is sitting in my closet um, and an unopened copy of Titanfall is sitting right next to it. For the three sixty, not the one. Yeah, no. Okay. And I don't even want to play it anymore because now I'd have to pay for live. It's like <laughs> why? Why do that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Come to think of it, this is probably a really dumb question. We're getting off topic here, but do do games? So so you pay for Xbox Live, but you don't have to pay for like PC online. Is that because Xbox mm. Live hosts all the servers, or is that because so they need like they need us to pay for the servers, or like why? Well, that I'm not a hundred percent sure on. I know, like, yeah. you pay for Xbox Live, but you don't pay for, I think, what is now the basic version of PlayStation Live, or PlayStation Network, mm. PSN. Yeah. And then, yeah. it's just, it's kind of one of those things where I think it, it depends on the company. I don't right. know why PlayStation doesn't really charge much money, or any at all, if any. And Xbox does, I, think I know do that. Now, but... I think there's, like, a higher tier. I'm not sure. Is there? I don't know. But, See, if um, Brandon were on, he'd be able to answer this because he has a yeah. PlayStation 4. <laughs> I mean, we could always Google it, but I mean, that's just... No, that's hard. That's too much work. Too much I don't work. want to have to open another tab. But, yeah. um... Like, I'm for PC gaming, as far as, as far as online goes, you, you basically, like, if you're running through Steam or, God forbid, Origin or something like that, I'm pretty sure it just it runs with your purchase. Speaking yeah, and of I mean, gaming, I feel like that's the way to do things. I am excited. I downloaded Witcher, which I got free with my with a, from buying my um, graphics card, my CPU. It was CPU. a just a bundle okay. deal with my CPU, and I, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to play. I'm saving things. it for tonight. I've heard yeah. really good things, and I ran a PC benchmark today. And I hope it runs well. You have an NVIDIA card, right? Not an AMD? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I made sure Good. to go with the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go go on to the next topic. So this one's yours. Uh, wobbly window. Ah, yes. The so, giant gyrating rods in the ground. All right. So, I mean, last week, you, you got them. You searched yeah. a lot of the articles we spoke of from The Verge from Ars right. Technica. So, you know, afterwards, I was still kind of on the Verge website, and I noticed this bladeless wind turbine shake to generate energy. Um, yeah. That's the title of the article. And basically, this company, a startup out of Spain, uh, their title is Vortex Bladeless. They actually have a pretty neat website. I went to it, and their intro is it's kind of neat. If yeah. if anything, it's I like watching it. But... I was really, my interest was piqued. I was really in love with these for like, you know, two days. Because one, they look really, really nice compared to a bladed, you know, wind turbine. I mean, right. it, it just looks nice in the pictures and stuff they have, which is, I guess, you know, how you sell it to dumb people like me. But <laughs> the whole premise is that you have a, a long or, you know, however long you want it, I guess, um, structure, kind of just like a pole or, I don't know what they call it, stem, 
coming out of the ground. Yeah. So kind of like take a yeah. take a turbine, uh, a what's it called, a wind turbine, and mm-hmm. just take off the turbine part. So that entire head at the top with the converter and the blades, and you just have the long stem. And basically, you know, the wind will hit this stem and cause it to shake, right? And they use that shake to capture energy from, you know, the oscillations. And, you know, in my mind, it looks pretty cool. You know, you have a field of like a hundred of these just wiggling. That's, that's pretty neat. But then you start thinking like, wait a minute, hold up, back this up. You want to build, like, it, it makes sense if you want to build like, you know, 50 to 100 foot tall, stem or stock, whatever they call this thing, pillar, right. pillar is a good word. But then like you get to, you get to the wind turbines that are like truly massive. Mm-hmm. And, and you're sitting there thinking, how, how are you going to make something this big and still have it look as good as what you had when it was you know, much smaller? Um, I is, look, I'm looking up your, this thing. Is your issue with it the, the aesthetic of it or the performance? No, no, I mean, aesthetic-wise, like, I'm looking, if you look up just, just Google um, wind turbine comparison, you'll see a chart right. of, like, you know, different heights of wind turbines. Yeah. And, you know, they go from 100 foot to all the way to, like, 400 feet tall. And you're sitting there thinking, 400 feet, holy crap. How are you going to build something that is 400 feet tall designed to capture energy and still be reducing costs. Because like while a wind turbine, you know, itself is 400 feet, it's structured so that it has a moving head and that, that adds that extra height. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not like right. the stem is going to go to 400 feet. The blade itself is also helping. And then, you know, with this thing, it's just, it's going to be this massive stick in the ground. And I'm just, I'm not as, in love with it as I was before after kind of scaling it back to size. Yeah. But, I don't know. You know, you show me one, show me one and then I'll decide. Right. I mean, the, the technological draw to it was just the idea that you can put more of them there. Um, mm-hmm. you lose out on the fact that they generate less energy. Um, I don't remember them say, saying anything about pricing. Um, I, I mean, I like assume that would be a I can't hear you. It's 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 probably going to be a, a pretty big issue with with pricing. And have you seen one of these being transported, like like over the freeway? I've seen like wind turbines, and it's like just the blade takes up over over the length of a semi trailer bed, and you're kind of sitting there yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm just I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, size alone, and I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be saving a lot there, but I mean. I don't, I don't know. It's a new technology, so it's going to be more expensive. You're going to have, you're going to run into issues. And I mean, people are probably going to be wondering what these random things are sticking out of the ground because eventually you're going to see a, a wind turbine and you're going to recognize it. But this just looks like something out of an alien. alien invasion movie. Yeah. So I was, I would be interested in, I think, further researching vertical wind turbines so instead of having these massive fans yeah. right yeah blades it's mm-hmm. they kind of look like those old school lawnmowers with the kind of helical cutting blades turned upright yeah or sideways yep yep mm-hmm. 
And I mean, those have always been aesthetically pleasing to me, much more so than something like this. And I remember a few years ago reading an article. Somebody somewhere on this planet wanted to build a an apartment building that was built in kind of stacks. And, yeah. you know, what it did was you prefabricated each stack. So each level was prefabricated. Okay. So, you know, you'd buy a level, basically. Probably right. not in my price right. range. But an interesting idea. Oh, it was from Popular Science. I read it on an air uh, on a flight to somewhere, and I was okay. and, and they also went on to say that the building would capture wind energy because it each each floor would have some space in between it and would have a mechanism that would allow it to be rotating. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you your apartment would get this kind of 360 degree view of wherever you were living, adding to you know the appeal and price tag of all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was interesting, like, considering that you've built a building that will actually rotate based on the wind and, I don't know, generate electricity, or at the very least generate some form of revenue, even if it's in the fact that it's straight up just curb appeal. Right. Uh, right. It, it's an, and it was a really neat idea until you consider what if the winds get too strong and suddenly you're sitting in your living room, you know, like a spinning like you're on a record player or something. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure I'm, I'm sure they have something to stop that, but that was more that was very interesting to me too. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of it all, obviously we can't be dependent on on um fossil fuels and and that type of energy, but then I guess the answer is is this a viable alternative? More I mean, we we keep talking about price and aesthetic and whatever, but at the end of the day is it going to be is it going to be efficient enough to to work? But, wind? I mean, it looks like this. Wind in, it, in itself is Never. going to be, you're going to lack, yeah. Um, but who knows? Yeah, I, don't, maybe, I, don't, I maybe agree. These large, maybe these large things are actually going to gonna work, but <coughs> we'll have to see to find out. Looks like it's a pretty new idea, but we shall see. All right. Yeah. I, we're, 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 doing, we're doing pretty good on time. Like, we're actually... Not too far, too far behind here. I think, I think, uh, I think we can chalk that up to Brandon not being here. He was a real <laughs> talker, right? He was. He really was. Um, but no, we'll see. Before we get into this next one, um, well, here, let me introduce it. It's, it's Pebble possibly having some monetary issues, but it's pulled from iDownloadBlog. And last time, I kind of trashed on Apple. Right, so this week I felt that I should, I should make amends. So I'm wearing my my Apple my Apple shirt that <laughs> is is from. I can't the, see it. Your it's, chair's it's, in the way. Oh no, no, but this, this I know what you're talking about. It's again. from the the Genius shirt. It's from the Genius. Yeah, it's yeah. from the Genius bar. So um, somebody's qualified, I guess. No, no, no! Don't ask me how I got this. I didn't. I never worked there. Don't ask me how I got this. Did you <laughs> but, mug uh, a Genius? I did. That's exactly what happened. I found him in a back alley and took him for all his items. Um, <laughs> but in any case, Pebble in financial trouble. So, so basically, there was news that that came out that Pebble was looking for a loan um, and a line of credit, which makes me sad because I owned both the original Pebble and the Pebble Steel. 
and they were both great watches and they 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 were the ones that kicked the the wearables market that you're not so fond of into into gear and they're the ones that kind of set the standard for what it should be so it kind of kind of saddens me that they they're looking for help but i don't know what do you think i'm going to be honest okay. i i don't know i think maybe last week i came across as kind of hitting hating wearables i yeah. don't really hate wearables i just don't like them enough yet to buy them you know what yeah. i mean I don't want to spend yeah. a lot of money on something I personally personally will not get a lot of use out of. As right. far as Pebble right. goes, I was I'm not gonna say early adopter, but I was like kind of like early enough adopter. Right? Okay. So yeah. like I ordered I pre ordered it when it was, you know, out for pre orders after their Kickstarter campaign, I think. The original. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to wait three months so then I went off and found somewhere to buy it yeah and you know I was excited I wore it to work I wore it to the gym you know I charged it properly I was like this is going to make my life so much better (laughs) and you know for for a while it did for a while it was great it was like I can see you know bluetooth connecting I don't have to take my phone out at work and not look like I'm doing anything I can just change my music from here all that stuff and it had some neat apps and I could really see it going somewhere you look like you just don't want to be there yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, my real problem with it was like, I don't know what it was. I think it might have been exposure to sunlight or something like this. But every so often, like my screen would glance out. And it would, you know, because it's because it's not like an LCD or anything. It's kind yeah. of that ink display. I, don't, I forget what it's called. It's, yeah, it's that but, that e-paper thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it it was annoying and I didn't like it. And I was like, you know what I should do? I should go to Pebble's customer service, you know, be like, hey, yeah. what's wrong? And I couldn't find it. I just, it just was I went to their website. I went to their yeah. Kickstarter. I don't know if it just wasn't up and running at that point in time, but for for whatever reason, it wasn't easily accessible, if accessible at all. Wow. And so then, so then I grew, wow. I grew irksome. And I, mm-hmm. I kept it for a while. I kind of, the, the screen issue kind of went away by itself. You know, it, it reappeared over the next month or two a little bit over again. But like after right. turning it off and leaving it by itself for a while, you know, it, it kind of go back to normal. And right, I was like, this right. is a great watch. It's nice. I like it. I'm going to return it because I don't think it's finished yet. So you returned it. Got all your money yeah, back. Yeah, I, I returned it. Got all my money back because... While it was a, it was really nice, you know, it looked nice. It was a conversation starter. People at work yeah. were like, "Oh, what's that?" Right? Like it's college yeah. shit. Look at it with all this fancy new technology. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really nice. But I'm kind of not surprised to see this article because I really just don't think it was polished enough. And no, with I, the advent of yeah, and then with the advent of you know. Google watches, Android watches. I think Asus, Samsung, a lot of them actually have their own version. Yep. And they're beautiful in a sense that I don't think this watch can compete with because of its screen. E-Ink have is you, nice, but not compared to seen, an LCD. Right. 
Have you seen the the new their new watch? The steel. The time pebble time. I have um, not. I will Google it. It's 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 still e ink, but it's multicolor, and the response rate, the refresh rate, whatever you want to call it, is a lot quicker. So you get actual animations, um, mm. and it looks beautiful. It's still e ink, so you still get a lot it. of power savings and whatnot. Um, it was kind of funny. They they launched this one on Kickstarter too because they were the ones that actually kind of like started Kickstarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they 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 launched Pebble Time, and then about I don't know if it was like a day. Or it might it might have been a few days, but very very shortly after that, they released Pebble Time Steel because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it looks so plastic." The the board the 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 bezels are huge. I don't really understand why. Like at least on the pebble steel, it made sense. I kind of like nice. it. Yeah, yeah. I like that um, rubber look. Really? Hmm. I mean, I'm looking at their Kickstarter page, yeah. and as well as on their website, and I I agree that the steel looks nice. But for my lifestyle, I mean that that plastic one doesn't look too bad to me. Yeah. Um. Is. You think that's Still, assuming though, assuming it works perfectly. Assuming that there's no issues. Perfectly. That customer support yeah, that customer support is there, that if you need help, they'll figure it out. Would you buy it? Uh do you know how much it's selling for? Let's see. You get one watch for hundred and fifty dollars, retail is two hundred dollars. They want two hundred dollars for this thing. Cheaper than $200 most. Two hundred dollars retail watches. Uh and then a Moto 360, let me just see if I can find it real quick. It goes for $179 on Amazon. Yep. Yep. I well, don't know why I wouldn't go with the comparing, Moto. You're comparing one-year-old technology to brand-new technology. The Moto 362, Moto 720, whatever you want to call it, um, should be out soon. People are saying Google I.O., but... Oh, I see it. Does this look, um, does this look good? you it looks good but he, here's my problem now here's my new problem mm -hmm. my my mm -hmm. second first world issue <laughs> the the pebble time it looks like a good watch but first of all it's still e-ink which i have a little bit of an issue with when i'm given the option of using an lcd it's like why yeah. wouldn't i because the other one offers touch i don't know does this one offer touch i don't think so does it no 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 nope. see the other buttons. one offers touch I mean, why wouldn't I go with the swiping motion? I mean, that's basically our entire lives now. Swipe to get information. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Moto looks much better because of how small of its bezel there is. Right. You know what I mean? Aesthetically speaking, the Moto is going to look better than anything these guys have put out. Even the Moto 1, just because of how thin that bezel is, it looks almost edge to edge. Right. So I don't mean right. to hate on Pebble. I like the idea. I think e-ink was very neat when I bought it. I still think it's pretty neat, you know, for Kindles and things that you want to read in bright sunlight. But yeah. to give yeah. them $200, if I had $200 to burn, I might consider it. <laughs> but yeah. But without that, I'm not 100% sold on it. Maybe if I see it in the stores and I really, really like it. Right. Just not right now. And I mean, th not from what I'm This seeing. one has a. Right. 
and this one has a microphone now and and they've really like amped it up i think it's just a matter of seeing i don't know what is there a launch date listed somewhere i didn't, I didn't see I one i do not know i don't I'm sure oh, that I, there don't, is. I don't see the need for a microphone i'm not going to talk like you know like james bond into my wrist i that's stupid for for google just... now when you're alone in your room or somewhere not around other people, it's it's nice to be able to reply to a text every once in a while. At least on my 360, but... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's I think nice, that's personal It's preferences. nice to see... Right, yeah. But, I mean, f- for me, it's nice to see a, a thing... I don't have it on. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. nice to see it pop up on my wrist and then just be able to say reply and then just talk to it. I wouldn't do you that. You know what I will... Mm-hmm. You know what I will buy? The first one that when it comes out, what I'll try and get? Give me a hollow watch, something that pops up in 3D. Oh, I don't geez. care how big it is. It could, you know, it could take up my, from my wrist to my elbow. I'll buy that. The thing. Neptune Prime? Even that big? No, no. No, bigger. I said wrist to my elbow. Oh, like that thing could look like a sleeve and I'll wear it. No. No. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Like you're wearing it, you close your sleeve, you put your sleeve over it. And suddenly it's popping up through your sleeve. How cool would that be? It, Answer, very, it, very cool. <laughs> it, it would be cool. It definitely would be cool. I just I just don't see myself wearing a technology sleeve. But uh-huh. personal preference, okay. right? <laughs> yeah, personal preference. You're wrong, but oh, personal well. preference. Okay, yeah. All right, we should maybe move on. In any case, yeah. Um the next one we have uh, the Oculus Rift <laughs> as the topic. They won't be blocking porn on VR headsets, and I think this is more of like a like a technicality because they said that they aren't blocking anything, aka they won't be blocking this specifically. But <laughs> do you want first to of all, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll dive into it. First of all, if you buy an Oculus Rift, you also have to buy an Oculus Rift compatible computer. Which means if you want to be watching this type of content, you know, happy time content, you're going to have to have a pretty kick-ass rendering rig because (laughs) who wants to watch, you know, that kind of stuff in an Oculus Rift and suddenly, you know, everything turns into 8-bit and you're sitting there like, oh, wow, what is this? Secondly, if you buy this, if you buy an Oculus Rift, and you build a game, a computer that is capable of running it very, very well, and then this is what you use it for, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to know you. What is wrong with you? Like, seriously. Yeah, that's what... There's so much more exactly. you could do. You could be an eagle. You could be flying. And you choose to that's, do something you can do on your phone. Probably. That's, that's, just, that's exactly what? what I was going to say. You literally took the words out of my mouth i was gonna say what is you're need this a great nonsense computer. yeah you're, you're gonna need a great computer for this you're gonna need i just don't know man like where i like that where does I, the world I, come I, to? I like that oculus won't block it that's good like a company that allows you to do whatever you want with their technology that's that's pretty good and i, I know that like i'm curious to see how their competitors i think that NVIDIA is releasing one? Someone? Something somewhere? Yeah, but there's a few. I'm just... I'm curious to see. Because, like, 
I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a certain clientele out there where this is going to be a very large selling point. Yes. It and I'm sure, I'm sure some people are gonna be very, very happy. They will think be. they're gonna be a In little less lonely. Yeah. I just, I think it's, it's silly. Another, another not, pretty important thing about this is that when what was what was the big thing? It was um, it was like Blu-ray versus HD DVD when that when mm -hmm. that standard happened, and even it was CDs, I think, and something else. There was a big laser discs. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 argument was that the porn industry was the one that kicked off that technology because a lot of people apparently want to be able to consume that content. So I'm trying to be very careful with my words here. They're trying to consume that content and they want the next best thing. And and because Oculus has has the name when you think VR, what do you think? You think Oculus. So yeah. because they have that that branding to them, I think this is a great play. I think this is a fantastic play. Uh, I agree. It'll maybe. certainly give them Let's, we need a code, watermelon. I'm going to call it. For people who really, really want to consume watermelon in this manner, that's gonna, <laughs> that's my code word for now. I think that this is going to be a huge selling point. Like, you know, if you just, if you need a new level of watermelon to consume. Wait. <laughs> why, why not just use the word content? Why, why watermelon? I could, but it wasn't, it didn't occur to me. I, I, I said content. I said content. I That's why I said. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. I will use content. <laughs> no, watermelon's well, better. I agree. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you want that uh, kind of watermelon, yeah. you're definitely... If you're that into watermelon, if that's what you're really about, hardcore yeah. watermelon, I I see this being a major selling point for you. <laughs> I just wonder you if somebody's going to have a job of testing it out at Oculus. Oh, I, I quality can't wait control. Till... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a great idea. I guess at the end of the day, it's a great idea, and they're they're putting themselves at the forefront. Of Actually, I wasn't even sure this. Consumption. I didn't even know this was an issue. Like what was it? It wasn't like when when I think of Oculus Rift, this isn't this isn't what comes to mind. Like using it for this, yeah. right? But I yeah. I wasn't I wasn't even aware that people would consider blocking it or not allow it or allow it for that matter. I just I, think, I didn't think anybody else think, thought of it. Right. It's just like why? Well, I mean, I mean Apple did right, and I mean what? to an extent, so does Google. They blocking that content. Oh, yeah, I guess. Meh. I mean, it's. I think I think for a company I like just, Oculus, when when you're that small, you just don't you you don't say no to anything. I think as a company, when so you're starting off, you don't say no. Any port in you a storm, fine. kind of. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I maybe they'll give you idea. like a a little tag, like "Do not disturb." Eating watermelon. Eating. Like, when you're like... Because you got this on. Nobody knows what you're watching, I think. 
Does it show up on the computer? Like it, it shows. I don't know. I don't have right. one. I thought it did. I thought I saw. I oh, thought kind I saw of like a. Well, I I would assume you could turn that off. That's just unnecessary energy, like. Right. Yeah. You just. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily turn it off from from the computer, but just turn your screen off. Right. So yeah. I mean, I don't see the point of having two monitors running when you don't need it. For sure. For sure. But. <laughs> All right, before we get banned. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce this one? We'll change it up. Yes, you, please. Right. Okay, so this next one, it's another article from Ars Technica. Between, it's kind of a battle between Google and Twitch now. Twitch. Or Amazon, rather. Amazon. So, God. yeah. Amazon is is teaming up to be a huge competitor to other websites just because it keeps not websites but other companies because it keeps expanding. But right. in this one, the right. you know article title is YouTube eyes Twitch user base at 60 FPS live streams with HTML playback. Uh, basically, yep. basically they're just you know they're trying to sneak people away from Google, and Google's having none of it. Yeah. Um, you know. You you expect this kind of stuff because I mean Twitch really really took off really quickly. Yeah. People actually I think really liked it, um, and yeah I mean you see you see the well I, I don't know if you'd call them the two biggest they probably are but I don't know enough about streaming to to call them that but right. for the purposes here you see Amazon and Google kind of like playing tug of war with people really like. We offer this, and Google's like, yeah, well, we offer this and this and that. So everybody's, you know, coming back and forth, and yeah, I feel like and in I mean, the end, it's eventually it's just gonna level up, level out. Yeah, yeah, but here, here's here's the killer feature that YouTube has: they store content. It's a repository. Twitch is not. That's true. So That's even, really true. even if you see. Twitch streamers now, they'll stream on Twitch and then they'll post on YouTube because that's yeah. where you go for 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 long-term content. Like if you're going to search for a video, that's where you're going to go look. So I think That's true. If if YouTube if if Google Hangouts on Air can can match what Twitch does, why need why do you need Twitch anymore? They're that's very true. they're irrelevant. So, this is going to put the pressure on Twitch to to either pony up and say, "Okay, fine, we're going to start offering like a YouTube storage. type long term storage, yeah," or or we're gonna we're gonna tap out. I don't see what they have left. I mean, they have a they, huge user base, but Google might just buy them. Like seriously, like it, Google might just from you know, Amazon be softening them. Yeah, like Google might just be, you know, softening the meat right now until they decide, hey, this isn't worth anything to you because we're so much better. Why don't right. you just give it to us and make, you know, what little money you can off, you know, quote unquote little money you right. can off of it. Um, the point you brought up is really good. I know that Amazon also probably has a lot of, uh, how do you say, storage capability with their Prime and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they came back. Ooh. With something like that, but the problem is that when you say, "Hey, do you want to look watch this video?" 
You don't really even have to tell somebody nowadays, like, go to YouTube and type in these words. Literally, most people, I think, the first thing they would do when you say, hey, you should watch this funny cat video, here's the name, is they'll literally just open up Google and search that, and the first yep. thing you'll hit is YouTube. Yep. YouTube is yep. is a household name now, like, babies. Babies can use right. YouTube to see, like, their little videos and stuff. Um, right. I... It's going to be very, very difficult to kind of upstart the YouTube brand name. Twitch has a lot of following because it was right. new. It's something that people haven't been able to do easily before. Mm -hmm. So unless they suddenly say like, hey, all of this stuff can be found right here and then do some heavy marketing to gamers and stuff. Yeah. YouTube just has the name like most, I think most gamers who are who have a worthwhile contribution on YouTube, you know, they have their channels and followers. Right. They're not yeah. going to ask, I don't know, if you're really good, you have, what, 100,000 followers, 2,000 followers, between that number, I think, I guess. You're not going to ask, you know, 2,000 people, 3,000 people more to move. Most people yeah. are just too lazy. And and at the end of the day, it's 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 convenience, right? I mean, for for content yep. creators, it's it's a matter of, I mean, do I do I want to stream on a different website? And then what you see a lot of people do is is they stream on Twitch and they post on YouTube saying, "Hey, we're live. Come come watch." Yeah. Do you do you do that twice? What do you where are you gonna <sighs> tell people about this? Like, how are you gonna get the name out? It's yeah. It's not. It's kind of it's uh, the best it's way. It's kind of like. Uh... What's it? It's kind of like, you know when Facebook and Twitter were kind of having it out and Facebook's like, yeah, well, now you can use hashtags in our statuses and it'll link. And I'm sitting there thinking like, no, no, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. Who uses hashtags in Facebook statuses now? That's yeah. stupid. That's what Twitter was for. Twitter was built to be able to use the hashtag. Yeah. And now it's just kind of I mean, like everybody does it. It's not special. Right. And I mean, at the time with what Facebook and Twitter are doing, kind of what YouTube and Twitch are about to do is they competed for where, where they were in the world. What, what are you for? And, and Facebook was for your, your daily life, or I guess not. It, it, it was a, it was kind of like an archive of your life and it still is today. Yeah. Twitter is more of a, here's what I'm doing right now. And that's all you really care about. Twitter is one of those places where you, you just, Every once in a while, you quickly scroll through it and you see what's new, and then you close it out and you're done for a while. Facebook is kind of where you sit down and get a bag of popcorn and you you kind of see what's going on. It's I I <laughs> I know I mean the, Facebook's stalking right that that's where it all came out of. Oh. Facebook has that long term pull to it versus Twitter is by definition 140 characters or less, 160 characters, whatever it is. It's forty. No, you're right. I think you're you're pretty much spot on. Like, I opened up Twitter earlier this week after about like what two three months. Jeez. Just to see what was on, because like I I have had Twitter for like five six years, and I'm pretty sure I haven't gone over six hundred tweets. Like, like it's just I don't get it. Why do I don't care if people know what I'm doing? Right. So much right. so as. You know, like on Facebook, I'll post a photo and be like, oh, yeah, we had a fun day at King's Island. And I'll be like, because these people who were friends on Facebook were yeah. there. 
on Twitter. It's like sure. hashtag fun, hashtag I can't tag all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, uh, I, I have, I have, I just passed 300 tweets and I've had it for just about the same amount of time. But I mean, I guess the, the relationship that I was making was that just like how Facebook and Twitter had to define what they were in the minds of, of everyone, Twitch is going to have to do the same thing. Are they going to compete with Google or are they going to say, we're going to double down on purely gaming streams and we're going to make it the best experience possible? We're going to make it super easy for you. They have to kind of define define where they fall in that and whether or not it's going to be, whether or not it's going to work. I think you're right. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing what happens. I'm kind of in the boat that eventually they might just they might just die out. But yeah. it depends on how aggressively Google attacks this. Mm -hmm. If Google mm -hmm. is saying, "Hey, you guys are already posting these videos to our YouTube account, our YouTube company." Why not just do everything at one time? Save yourself some hassle. Exactly. It makes a lot more exactly. sense. I mean, at least to me, and I'm pretty sure, you know, anybody who's doing a lot of the streaming stuff to do it directly at the source. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. I think, I think we'll, over the next year for sure, we're going to see exactly what each of these sides does to, to show what to, to basically buy for, for content creators, but it's going to be interesting. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody new will come up. Oh, God. <laughs> this is, again, probably me being nostalgic, but I miss the time when you could just go to one place and I don't know. I mean, no, I guess I don't miss that because that's a monopoly and you're not going to get, you're not going to get a lot of good competition that way, but Never mind. We're just we're just. Are you saying you miss MySpace? No. No. <laughs> we won't even mention that name again. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So we got about ten minutes left here. So let's get on the last topic, and this one's the wild card topic of the week. Um, and it is the state of 4K. Is it feasible in terms of content, gaming, monitors, pricing? What do you think? And I have a little okay, trick um, at the end. One of the things I did a lot before I built my, you know, entry level gaming computer, is yeah. I watched a lot of of videos on YouTube, um, uh, specifically quite a few from Linus Tech Tips. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, they didn't. They're not like they're not a sponsor or anything, but. I, I just, I watched their videos a lot. And mm -hmm. one of the few things they did was they covered 4K gaming rigs and things like that. And right. what I got from watching that and then going off and doing my own research on what I would need is that for someone like me, well, yeah, 4K is beautiful. It is just too goddamn expensive. Like, you have to buy a 4K monitor. One, there are just not that many readily yep. available 4K monitors. Two, you have to either build a system specifically for it or heavily upgrade you know your current system i'm running a, a a single msi gtx 960 with 2 gigabyte 2 gigabytes of onboard ram gigabyte i'm pretty sure 
gigabytes. I'm pretty sure that thing would just die of fear if I connected a 4K resolution monitor to it. One, it's it's not going to be able to run it. It's just going to scale everything down. But even if I had what four 960s running in quad SLI, it's not it's not going to do it. I have to really? buy a very. Are, are you sure. are you specifically talking about gaming or just use? Gaming. Good. Okay. If I Fair if enough. I put like four of four of my nine sixties, that's still only eight gigs. I'm pretty sure there's like a single Titan GTX card out there. That I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. That's see, twelve gigs. And some people are running them in like triple SLI. And they're still not 100% where they want to be. Right. Right? Right. And that's $3,000 or more just on your graphics setup. Then you add, what, another $1,000 if you want to go dual, dual screen, um, high-end 4K monitors. Right. You have to upgrade your, um, probably upgrade your CPU to at least an i7, which for me at least is another, you know, 150. You'd have to, you know probably need more RAM than I have. <laughs> and if you if you're gonna be running that, if you're gonna be running, you know, three GTX nine sixties, you might as well be running, you know <laughs> you know, whatever else you might you want might to as you well. know, spend it just keeps money stacking. on. You might as well. Yeah. At that point so, at that point it's just too much for me. So from my point of view, I don't I don't game on my computer. It's it's more or less browsing or content creation. So I okay. run one 4K monitor. I used to have three at one point, 1080p monitors. And I went to one nice. 4K. So technically, I have 25% more load on the thing um, than I did before. And I don't notice one stutter on it. Everything looks fine. If I go to play a game, which I actually did today just to see because I knew that this topic was coming up, um, I saw, I played, oh, I think it was like Black Ops 2. It was Black Ops 2. <laughs> Um, and I played at 1080p and it was fine. I mean, hmm. I played at 1080p, but I don't, I actually don't know how, how scaling or whatever would work on that, but it, it ran fine. I think you'd I mean, find, wait, what are you running again? It's uh, I told you guys, it's a, um, not remember. it's a gigabyte, it's a G, GeForce GTX gigabyte 780ti gigahertz edition. <laughs> So it was the top of the line 780 Ti. Yeah. Damn it, Gotham. Yeah. Make so me jealous. So before I get into the naming trick, I'm planning on getting a second monitor 4K, same one. I have a. It's a. What is it? It's like a PB uh, 27 something or another. I'll look it up as I stall and talk about what I'm gonna do, but. Essentially, I'm going to be getting a second monitor, and I'm looking or trying to figure out if I'm going to need a second video card to run the thing. Because one kind of pissed me off. The 780 Ti only has one Display Port yeah. out. Yeah. Which, when I realized, I was like, um, kind of annoying. So, so I'm looking at getting a second one, a second graphics card, not another 780 Ti, maybe just a. The the cheapest one that I can get that can run a, a 4K monitor at 60 hertz. Um, hmm. It's a it's a P2715Q. It's 
it's a Dell P2715Q. Um, it's a 27 inch okay. monitor. It's IPS. It has like a six millisecond response time. So not the best for gaming, but it's also sRGB 99. So pretty, nice. pretty good. Um, I imagine you paid a decent price for that. Yeah. I'd rather not discuss yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's why I left it at that. But I mean, see, yeah. that's kind of just, that's one of those costs to use benefit ratios. Right. Right. And I mean, I, I assume for content creation, it is really nice to see all your work come out in, in what is right now the nicest yeah. or cleanest type of viewing. Uh, right. For me, you know, it's not... I I play Counter-Strike nowadays. Like, I started playing a lot recently. A lot. We should so play. not like, you know, Let's play after lot. the stream. We should. We should do that. We'll do that. But, uh... You know, I'm starting, I'm learning it, I'm, I'm doing okay, I guess. But yeah. I don't think that playing Counter-Strike in 4K versus playing it on my 180p, you know, Acer stock model screen is really going to wow me any more than when I, like, I pretty much die within the first two minutes of every round anyway. So it's not yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it's not like, it's not like you'd be missing I'm going to get so much more use anyway. Right. Although I will admit, I might come by and steal it for a few days to see if Witcher looks Just any better. Yeah. Like, I think that, that would be interesting. Or maybe I'll bring my desktop over if your screen's already mounted. Because it's not mounted that, yet, but. Okay. That I think would be an interesting, maybe I'll just YouTube it. <laughs> See what other Maybe. people are doing, so I don't have to do any work. But in like I, the the game games like those and you know other AAA titles, at that point they're pushing 4K, or at least a lot of them will be in the next few years minimum. Right. Or yeah, at the sure. most. And at that point, it's like if you're really into gaming and it's something you find a lot of enjoyment comes out for your life. Why not? Like. Exactly. I mean, exactly. you only have 10 years until 8K comes out, and suddenly your eyeballs are burning up from how many pixels you have to look at. Yeah. Speaking of pixels, again, before I get into the naming trick here, um, I sit about a foot and a half away from my monitors. I like to be close. I don't know why. I just, I just do. So... <laughs> Um, Hold on. Because because of that, go ahead. Because of that, I I had an issue with 1080p monitors because of the fact that because I sit so close, I can see pixels. And a lot of people are going to say you can't see pixels on a 1080p monitor. Well, I could. So sitting this close to a 4K monitor is fantastic because I'm 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 not able to see pixels and everything looks fantastic. I'm about 35 inches away. Yeah, I got so a, about three feet. I went and got tape measure. Yeah. I've got an engineering ruler here. It's it's 15 inches. Ooh. So I'm not going to move my head. I'm just going to do this. 15 is about right here, and I'll keep it still. So I'm at 23. So I'm only I'm about two feet away. <laughs> See, for <laughs> my laptop, I'm, I'm 20 inches away. But for my desktop, because I have such a big screen... Yeah. Well, not big. It's just it's a twenty-four inch, but it's bigger than you know a fifteen-inch laptop a, screen. A laptop, yeah. But 
Okay, so the naming trick. You hear every day people say 4K is in 4K. It's only 3840. It's not. It's not 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, also, 1080p was the height of the monitors. So you had 1920 by 1080. Right? So 4K is 3840 by 2160. For some reason, they they had 1920 by 1080. 1080p was the height, and that's what they called it. Same thing with 720p. 1280 by 720, 720p. Yeah. So now 4K, 3840 by 2160. Why don't we call it 2160? Right? People people complain. They're like, that's not 4K. That's 2160p. Why do they call it that? And there was this big, big thing. And, you know, I, I fell into the trap. And I was like, yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. This is, this is such bad marketing. Why are they calling it 4K? And then I did research. And I found out that because of the gamers in the world, 4K got a bad name. And everyone, every marketer that called it 4K was, was thrown into the hole because they said, no, it's not really 4K. Turns out 4K is a cinema standard. 4K is the resolution, is the aspect ratio. Technically, it's 40, 4096 by 2160. I think that's called 4K DCI. And then that was adapted to fit the 16 by 9 aspect ratio of, of monitors and computers these days. And it became 3840 by 2160, more commonly known as um, UHD. So... Basically, to all the people that want to complain that 4K is 4K, well, they started calling it that because of people like you. Because you said, <laughs> "Hey, it's not, it's it's not, it's not real 4K." Well, 4K sounds a hell of a lot better than 2160p because when you think about it, if you go into a store and someone says, "Yeah, like this monitor over here, you get um, you get twice the resolution and about three times the price," and people are going to say, "I'm not going to pay." three times the price for for like twice the resolution because they're thinking 1080p to 2160p and then if you say on the other side if you say well this monitor over here is actually four 1080p monitors in one 4k whoa that's crazy yeah four of them for three times the price that's totally worth it I'm, i'm getting a free monitor and then you understand the marketing behind it it's not it's not yeah. for gamers. This is this is for this is for media. TVs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's why I've never had a problem with it because when I was introduced to 4K resolution, it wasn't mm-hmm. gaming. It was, "Hey, do you want to spend $10,000 on a 4K TV?" And we're like, "No. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, please God, no." Right? Yeah. And then, you know, yep. over the yep. years it becomes cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, 4K is great." And then you get into this PC gaming world where everybody's, you know, sitting in their office chair whining, like, oh, that's yeah. not 4K, I can count pixels, man. You know, that's not, <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not for you, so shut up and sit down. Oh, wait, yep. you're sitting down. Yeah, like, well. Shut up and lay down. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm not, Another... I don't want to bash on, you know, the PC gaming society, but seriously, calm down. Right, right. Funny, funny story. Um, there's a professor at Ohio State. His name is Farouk Khan, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this out loud, but we're I'm working with him to develop a a a product that's coming to market here soon. And one of the biggest things he said was, "Yeah, why well, I can't I can't tell you what the product is, but he said, yeah, you know, this is this is gonna this is gonna there's a definite gaming 
like application for this. But we don't want to go into it because what gamers are gonna do is they're gonna they're gonna pick and they're pro they're gonna prod they're gonna they're gonna find every tiny little issue that normal people wouldn't even care about and they're gonna publicize the tiny issues that nobody would have noticed anyway and suddenly you're looking at bad product bad product yeah. reviews because you have nothing wrong with gamers doing it but you know you, you're trying to market towards a certain crowd so you should market towards a certain crowd um, yeah. I see what you mean. It's kind of like um, what is it? It's it's kind of similar to console versus gaming PC. Yeah. So if you're yep. playing gaming PCs, you're spending I don't know eight hundred to a thousand dollars maybe on a mid to high tier gaming computer, maybe even more, if you want right. really really nice video gaming. And right. then you see those same people suddenly bashing on a four hundred dollar console. $500 console system saying, oh, well, you know, your your frame rates aren't as great as ours. And it just hurts. Our hurts are better. And and it's like, well, okay, that's fine. But this wasn't for you at all. Like this is yeah. for somebody who's going to sit, what, 15 feet away from their screen. They're not going to be able to see right. the pixels. Exactly. Right? And it's exactly. like, Titanfall looks great on my Xbox. This looks great on my Xbox. Yeah, well, it looks better on my desk. Well, yeah, of course it looks better on your desktop. You're two feet away. Exactly. Or in my case, exactly. 35 inches. <laughs> I think everything just falls into that where you start nitpicking something that wasn't designed for you. Well, of course, it's not exactly. going to meet your expectations. It was not designed for you. Yeah. Um, and and that's, I, that, that's I guess, that's that's a really important thing to bring up. Because I guess in my mind I never thought about that. I never fell into the whole PC masteries thing, but it always I didn't know did. That either. It it did bug me how how you spend so much on a console and then you realize that you're not nearly getting as much as you could. But at the same time, it's it's who are you marketing towards? Right. So, pretty important thing. One one other thing that I wanted to bring up with this 4K thing, which kind of also leads into videography. Another thing that I'm going to be getting into on this channel. But um, in in DSLRs, you've for a long time you've had this megapixel race, saying how many megapixels can we cram into a into a camera sensor. Same thing that's happening in phones now. It's it's I'm not gonna say it started to stop, but I mean you're what into like 13, 16 megapixel cameras now. And it's like, do you really need that much? A good way to remedy what you're going to call the next monitor standard or, or resolution standard is to stop going by pixels and start going by megapixels. So a 1080p monitor is 2.1 megapixels. A 1200p monitor, which no one uses, is 2.3 megapixels. So the next real standard up was 1440p, so 3.7 megapixels, and a 2160 monitor, 2160p monitor, 4K UHD is 8.3 megapixels. So going from a 1080p at 2.1 to a 4K at 8.3, you can see... There's a large jump. Yeah. And and that really puts it into perspective. It really is four times as many. Um, that's just my humble opinion. That's a, because then, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. And I mean, th that way you avoid stupid naming schemes like, like UHD. What does that mean? Yeah. What is so we we went from HD to full HD to um, UHD. UHD. What's the next one going to be? Extreme HD, EHD. I don't know. No, no it's, it's going to be like UUHD. 
ultra, 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 ultra high definition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's I think I think it's a simple fix to a to a problem because you know who MKBHD is on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. MKBHD his his tagline is 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 more pixels. Just just give me more pixels. And that's gonna happen because because people just want I mean it's a it's a spec war, right? So right. I feel like to avoid future issues, you count it, you call it by the megapixel count, not the excuse me, not the resolution. But that's my humble opinion. I don't know. Uh, it makes sense. It's certainly less of a mouthful than saying I got 180p megapixel. Uh, Did you just say 180p megapixel resolution? <laughs> what? what? Did I you said 180p. Oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I was. I think you said it a couple of times before, and I just took it off. I just took it to be you didn't really. Like, maybe I probably you just were, like, did. I probably just wasn't thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. 180p. <laughs> 1080p. Yeah. That's what I should have said. Oh, 180p, I mean, that's it's like an iPhone from like 2000. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, it's was like it? It's like the first iPhone. Well, what, what was the resolution of the first iPhone? Google Original, it. Yeah. Google has all the answers, except... It's probably like 7, 12, 480. Maybe 480. Was, 480 sounds right. Yeah, it was 320 by 480. HVGA. Yeah. <laughs> that was the shit. Too. It was like, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the funny thing is, I just Googled original iPhone. And there's an eBay link to where you can buy an original iPhone for $2,000. dollars $2,440. What? Yeah. It's Holy it's a collector's crap. item. Do you have one? It's a hipster collector's paperweight. Yeah. Like When you're in a coffee shop and your newspapers are blowing around, what do you use? Your old iPhone. Yeah. On Actually, I might go house hunting. I have I have drawers to search through. Yeah. Oh, did you guys I own have... one at one point? I don't remember. I really don't. But there's a uh, holy crap! If, if there's on uh, Bonanza, I haven't heard of this site, but there's a, apparently a site called Bonanza, and they have them selling for six thousand three hundred and seventy dollars. Somebody can make bank. What that? That could get you. And That's a semester of tuition. Yeah. Yeah. My God, what? You can't even use them anymore effectively. That's crazy. Was it maybe oh it's just a mis mislabel? There's another one on eBay for a four gigabyte model that's three hundred dollars. I don't know. I could see I could see it maybe like it's like the first iPhone ever, like the first the first iPhone or the one that like first that off the Steve mind. Jobs brought out. Yeah. Yeah, something like that selling for a lot of money because it's like a nostalgic item, but there were probably like a million iPhones. Oh yeah. I wouldn't that's just even if I there, had there, that money to burn you wouldn't get it from me. Yeah. I don't know. There there was a point in time when I when I really wanted the original and I wanted to use the original and I went into an Apple store and was like, if I brought an original iPhone, could I use it? 
And he said, well, the standard that they used back then, you would have to manually activate it. You couldn't just throw your SIM card into it. And there is one person in the continental US of A that knows how to do that. One man. What? <laughs> and I was like, I want to find this one man <laughs> and ask him why. <laughs> why? <laughs> Holy crap. But that was not an Apple store. That so is crazy. Who knows how much those people actually know? I mean, they might have just told everybody that. So, like, you know, all these hipsters and, you know, right. nostalgic collectors are just looking for this one dude who doesn't exist. Yeah. Running yeah. in circles. I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, Who to knows? pay over, what, $50 for a, what, eight-year-old, ten-year-old phone? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, this this week, I guess we didn't talk as much about, about drones, so... Actually, actually, we could remedy that. Okay. Because okay. I remembered... I... Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we're, we're a little bit over, but we can we can make we can okay, make something you know happen here. We'll save it. We'll save it for next time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll next week. Next, time. next week, I think we're gonna start. Um, we're gonna change the the stream date to I'm thinking Friday. It looks like that might work better. Um, but we'll post that on social media. Quick thing: we had forty forty seven views of of episode one. Last time I checked before I got on the stream. Two of them were is... from me. Oh, were they? <laughs> yeah. I, I had one of them. I had one of them. Yeah. But I mean, still, like, 47 views in one week. That's not bad. That is not that's bad. That's like almost 50 people who think we're really, really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make that. Oh, uh, jeez. I'm going to have to go. Week. I'm going to go watch it again. Just because I want to <laughs> see that for myself. Just buff the numbers, yeah. I don't know, man. But in any case, um, we're gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going on this social media thing. Just post everywhere about it. This one will be up on Monday, so officially recorded on the 23rd, and will be up on the 25th of May, 2015. So it's been fun. It's been fun, Goro. Hopefully next week we have a few more people. It has. I mean. I think maybe we should be able to see more people with our growing yeah. fan base. I know, I know. I at one point I'd like to I'd like to just post the link out and just have random people pop in. I think that'd be kind oh, of cool, and I can always I can always eject them if yeah there are any nudies unsavory. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that that's about it for the Techno Cola podcast episode two. Recorded live mm-hmm. on May 23rd, 2015 in my amazing radio voice. All right, guys. That's about it. Got anything to say, Gore, before we sign off? You, you, no, you that, shoot the camera again? I think your radio voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did it better this time. Yeah, you did. What about my radio voice? <laughs> no, no. I was like, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll ruin that, so. Mm, maybe. All right, guys. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again. See you again next week. Goodbye. 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 Week. Goodbye.